Last week, um, some research came out that showed, I mean, the, the basic Yahoo headline story was, hey, guys, want more sex, do less housework. Right. So that's intriguing. That's an intriguing title. So I click on it and kind of read through the article just real quick. Then I go find the actual study that they were referring to that found that when guys do more of the non-core housework things which is paying the bills working on the car doing the out, outdoor stuff you up the frequency of sex so immediately i went out and started working on my truck and mowed the lawn and built a fence problem is pam went home to see any of that so i didn't increase my sex at all oh man <laughs> and you were so coachable from the data exactly. well this is sexy marriage radio and we are glad you've joined us, and we want to hear from you as this thing unfolds today and any other time you're listening to us. Please jump on and join the conversation at SexyMarriageRadio.com or email us. Questions, thoughts, reactions, feedback at feedback at SexyMarriageRadio.com. And jump on iTunes if you like what you hear and give us a five-star review as well as uh, some comments just because that helps spread the word, and we love the message getting out there. Absolutely. I'm Gina Paris. You're listening to Dr. Corey Allen. And for those of you who are new to the show, we're actually not married to each other. So we bring two different perspectives to uh, what you're hearing. So today we're going to talk about this uh, big survey study findings. Exactly. Because it's interesting because, you know, several, it's probably within the last decade that the news media in particular, just popular media, so you've got the ABCs, all the networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, those kinds of things. And then more recently, the internet media, so the Huffington Post and a lot of the newspapers that are online and all those things that are really big news outlets that people trust and go to for information. They jumped on the, the results of a study that showed that a more egalitarian marriage is better. So there needs to be more fairness and equality between husband and wife on the amount of work that's done. Right. Okay? So that's what, that's what the results of this one research study, and this is not the one we're re- referring to in the yeah, show. This exactly. is the prior that kind of set up the foundation for this study that we're going to talk about. Yeah, and the concept is that in the in a modern marriage, you know, it's not the 50s anymore, so right. the wife is not June Cleaver home wearing a dress and right. cleaning all day. So so it's painting a picture of this modern Right. So unit. it means it means husbands, you know, you need to up the chore play. You know, you need to help out around the house more because that's going to bring about a better marriage, a better sex and and just overall happiness. The problem with that is, and this is what I think precipitated this or brought about the, this study that happened, is the study that everybody was jumped all over on the egalitarian part was only mm-hmm. out of 300 people surveyed. Oh, good. So that's a really, really small, I mean. <laughs> that's tiny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, think about how many couples are there in America? <laughs> so, Wow. Okay. 300 people are surveyed and that's what they jump all over and start proposing as this is the way marriage needs to be. And I'm not discounting the fact that 
marriage takes teamwork. Marriage takes some fairness. Marriage takes some equality. You are equals as far as human beings, as far as responsibilities. To make a household run, you need to figure out who does what. Mm-hmm. And it's not just one person that's going to carry the load for it all. Exactly. So this study came along and actually went and found a whole bunch of data that had been done from the, I think it was 19, let me, I got it right here in front of me, let me find it. It was like in the 92, 93, 94, 95 range. So it's a little bit old and a little bit skewed in the sense of the data, but the problem with finding data, this is kind of education talk, sorry for a second, research talk first. For those of you that are looking for sex talk, you're not getting it right now, unless this stuff turns you on. But the, the data is a little old, but the problem with, with marriage data and relationship data is all of it is old because it takes, it's old. it takes so long to compile data on marriage because it's not just census information. You know, it's, it's a lot more detailed. So they went and found a whole bunch of information and narrowed it down to a group of a segment of this survey where they found 7,002 respondents or people that were married and that's what they then used for the analysis and what they found is what we just talked about at the beginning of the show they broke down the tasks that are done in the home to make a household work so that they're more gender specific you know so you have like core tasks that are typically kind of seen as woman's work and then you Mm -hmm. have non-core tasks which are typically seen as man's work and the way they broke that down was they include core tasks were like preparing meals, washing dishes, cleaning house, shopping, doing the washing, those kinds of things. And the non-core tasks include the outdoor work, the paying the bills, the maintenance, the driving, all those kinds of things that are just typically kind of the guy's job. Okay. And they found that the couples that had more traditional in that breakdown reported higher frequency of sex than those that didn't. So it kind of goes so- right in the face of what was the 300 people stated was the best way to go so there's what we said earlier is there what makes a correlation between marital happiness all this equality and peace and uh mixed chores is not the same as sexual exactly arousal which is um where there's a feminine play out and a and a masculine energy right which is what we've talked about on this show a bunch that there's some biological things going on. And what this study found is there's actually some sexual scripting that still is in play that between a man and a wife, between a hu- husband and a wife. Yeah, given the choice, we still want to see our husband flex his muscles. We want to see strength displayed, and we want to feel safe and protected and nurtured. So, you know, I'm thinking listeners are listening saying, there's no way we're going to break down every chore by masculine or feminine they you know you're gonna float back and forth dance between them you do what needs to get done basically but but that's a really interesting point right and then the thing i love the most about this study after reading the whole thing was they found that the whole sexual arena of a couple the the sexual frequency the sexual encounters between a man and a woman in in a marriage are not, they don't follow the same rules. They're not exchange-based. Right. Which is, which is nice, because I think a lot of times we have that thought of, well, 
if they'll do this, then I'll do that. You know, if, if, if he would just help out around the house more, I'd be more interested in sex. That's a common statement. <laughs> and that's exactly, it's a completely different mindset of just building this life together. Right. And it, it, I, I know, I don't know how often we could say that to get it a, across. Right. We, you want your mate to do more, you want to do more, but it's not so that you get what you want. Right. You, you get sex as a byproduct of building this powerful life together. It's right. like anything that you go after. You get it as a byproduct of doing the process correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Sex is not a currency that's exchanged yeah. in the same manner that other things are. I mean, it's, you don't negotiate for it. It's something that's deeper. It's something that's more ingrained or something that's more m magical and mystical than just the simple well, if you'll do this, I'll do that. We would hope so. It's all kinds of uh, meaning gets attached to different people's sex life. True, and that's and this is just from one study. So, it you know one of the things they one of their conclusions was that sex be lies beyond the realm of just sexual f frequency. Or wait, let me rephrase all of that because I just jumbled that up big time. Sexual frequency appears to lie in the realm of sexual scripts that people still hold dear, that the man is the man and the woman is the woman. And that doesn't necessarily mean a man can't do laundry nor shouldn't do laundry or help out around the dishes or cook or do those things because there's lots of men I know that do that. And you can do that in a great way to help out your family, whether it's all the time or just some of the time. But it, the idea of sexual frequency is beyond that. And that's, I kinda, I, that makes me feel good. Thinking about I, what I think doing. it's interesting. It makes me just want to ask Paul, okay, so when you see me doing different things around the house, are there any that turn you on? <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he actually loves it when we mow the lawn together. Like if if I drive the rider and he weed wax or, you know, yeah. different, he feels like that's such a partnership. He just yeah. totally digs that. I wouldn't have thought that without asking him. And that's a great that's a great <laughs> segue into what we talk about a lot on the show is just the idea of talking about things because this does tie into sex. It does actually. Because when you're doing different things, you know, you know, I know Pam has made comments that when I'm out doing something in the yard and it is physically taxing, she loves it. Right. You know, and I've had clients that have said the same thing about their spouse that, you know, oh yeah, he was out there working on the fence and I saw him in a whole different way. You know, because they kind of gotten into this rut of, yeah, there's just not much between us. There's just not much passion. There's just not much whatever. And, they, and that kind of sparks something. So in reality, mm -hmm. it's the differences between us that, that tie into our better sexes and better sexuality rather than yeah. the commonality that we have between us. Which means it will help to celebrate those differences. Um, I heard one marriage speaker Maybe it was Ed Gunger or Ed's brother. What's his name? I forget. But anyway, he he was talking about, um, he said, most of you women, when you describe how you wish your mate was, you're totally describing another woman. <laughs> yes. You know, I wish he was more sensitive and I right. wish he could really talk and really listen and that we could go shopping together and... And, you know, you're describing another woman. If you want that eroticism between you and you're straight, then you want 
uh, that difference. I guess even if you're not, you'd still want a difference. You want feminine energy and masculine energy. Right. That's what creates attraction. So what would be our counsel then? Because that's a great analogy or a great statement of, because I think a lot of women, will, a lot of wives will say that. I, want, I wish my husband would just listen to me. So what would be good counsel to them and to their spouse in that scenario? Because then we'll come at it from the idea of most, a lot of men will say, I wish she would just want sex like I do. Huh. I wish he would just listen to me. Well, he does need to. He does need to listen to her because he's going to try to fix her. True. Well, okay. So that's one. That's one counsel right there. Is one of the things that could be derailing the. I wish he would just listen to me more. Is that he immediately jumps into fix it mode, right? Rather than okay, I I need to figure out and learn how to just listen. But then there's and also, to understand what she's looking for. Is she looking for validation? Yeah, she could just want to be heard. And I, right? I think that's one of the fundamental human things is I don't want to talk to a wall. Right. Uh, so I want to be heard. But I also think there could be times, and now this is dicey. I, I get it. But there could be times where she's wanting to talk about things as if it is a girlfriend. But she's looking for a girlfriend with a penis. And so... Maybe a husband does need to say, you know, I really don't care. Why don't you talk to your girlfriends about that? You know, why don't you save that for another circle <laughs> of relationship? That is, what in the heck do you mean a girlfriend with a penis? Well, I think, if, isn't that exactly what the statement you were talking about with from Mr. Grunger? That oftentimes that, you're looking for a female, but you want him to be, you want your female friend to be your husband. I think his point was we want him to be feminized. What's the difference? That sometimes this husband is saying, I want to be close to you and I want to be a very good friend to you. I want this relationship to be on all these different levels. And she's saying, well, then we need to be able to have the same kind of conversation that I have with my girlfriends and you need to be able to take it a step farther. Okay. Because it's always going to be unique. It is always going to be unique, but you run the risk of if you become more feminized as a male then we're getting into that dilemma that the study is showing that you start, yeah, I, you start leaving I, the sexual I, script arena. I don't know what it means because one day I remember Paul would last several months saying, I just want to be like best friends again. Like when we were struggling, the relationship right. was struggling. He says, well, let's rebuild. And he said, why, why can't we just work on the friendship part of our relationship where we're best friends again? And I looked at him, I said, we were best friends? <laughs> and I said, I have girlfriends that are best friends. I don't need a best friend. I need a husband. So in that case, I was very clear on right. wanting a difference. So that's why I'm puzzled how, it, how that all relates together. Because when we're having conversations, it's really frustrating when Paul's not a listener or if he would not be a listener it would just be quick to dismiss. Okay. So are, are when I, guys... I guess because I would want validation from him because okay. that means so much to me. And that, I guess, to let him know what I was looking for. Okay. And let me ask you this because this is – I'm sure that there's a whole lot of difference between – it plays out between the two different marriages that we represent. Sure. Right, do you and Paul have the relationship that you could ask when you're wanting to share something with him? You know, something's, mm -hmm. And this isn't something deep. This is just something that's kind of a, a life occurrence. You know, hey, this is kind of what happened to me today. And you're kind of, and you're talking about it. Are you in a position where he could say, you know, Gina, I don't care. <laughs> yes, Andy. And, and you'd be okay yeah. with that? Right. 
Yeah, if he says it that way, if he just rolls his eyes, because think about it, all my best friends are entrepreneurs like me. Right. And I'm not married to an entrepreneur. Right. So we love to talk business and marketing, and I, I love it. It's part of what makes us all connect. So if I start sharing that with Paul, woo, the eyes roll right. in the back of his head. And so it and took learning. And that's what, what I'm talking about other. with this story right. of because Pam and I have that where I'll start to share something I found I came across on Twitter some something that's kind of oh I thought this was kind of cool and I'm sharing it with her and I'm really just sharing it with her just to make conversation not to make connection and she'll say straight out I don't care you know I'm, I got other things I'd rather be doing <laughs> you know and I don't I used to be really offended at that yeah but now I realize she wants more than just that Right. You know, that's interesting. It's like if you want a connection, then come on and connect. But some of that stuff, that's just surface level, level crap that isn't I, really helping. It, I know, but it doesn't go both ways because like the way that he doesn't like to hear about business and marketing, I still love or, you know, per, he likes performance coaching, that part of what I do. He does love that. But I love hearing about his business. Okay. I love hearing when he takes his business trips and what's going on. Because the business girl in me is always thinking, and and I love to hear about it. Well, so he probably in, well, thinks that's more in your wheelhouse then. It is in my wheelhouse, right. and he's a you know when he's operating as a consultant, then I want to hear all too. about it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, because when Pam comes home and starts to just go through a litany of business, you know, her office day, <laughs> I will, honey, I don't care. Right. You know, and what it's done is it's helped kind of we start to police ourselves on. Okay, why am I really bringing this up? You know, because sometimes it's just to make noise because we're oh, well, not, not comfortable if with If I get hired, I mean, if somebody hires me who's a professional athlete and he's hotter than I'll get out, yeah, there used to be a whole other reason I'd bring it up. Okay. <laughs> hey, I just got hired by a really famous dude. Yeah. And I can't tell you who it is, but he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think because when it comes down to husband and wife, and we've done a show on this, can can a, mm -hmm. can a man and a woman be friends? Yeah. But there's always that sexual tension. But when you're a husband and a wife, there is definitely a friendship that's part of that relationship, but that's not the entirety of the relationship. There's more to it. And what I think when I read these studies, and I think about all the different kind of research that's been done, the egalitarian and the equalness that equates to marital satisfaction is on the friendship level. That just keeps things comfortable between you because you're both upholding your end of the friendship. Yeah. But when you enter into the bedroom in the sexual arena, it's, it's a different script. There's a lot of foundation that's built off and they play off of each other. You know, they're correlated. Because if you, if you have really bad marital satisfaction, the likelihood of good marital sex is low. Exactly. <laughs> because one of you is going to be harboring <laughs> resentment and frustration and wondering, why am I even doing this? And right. What, what am I here for? But they're, no, they're not mutually exclusive. So it's one that when you have marital friendship and all that, that helps create a foundation for better marital sex, but it's not the same rules. Exactly. I think that's what... That's, they're not the same rules. Yeah. What makes you what makes you a buddy isn't what makes you sexy. Right. And so sometimes yeah. that honey, maybe you need to share that with your girlfriends actually is carving out place for better sexuality 
because it's keeping a definition of there's some things, you know, I love you and you are my wife and I love being with you and I want to know about you, but I don't want to know everything. Some of the minutiae I don't care about. It just (laughs) bogs me down. It's stuff that deal with that. (laughs) Leave that wherever you want. That's the same thing that, you know, Pam did to me early on when I became a therapist, because that's the one thing about my world. I can share blog stuff with her and my online Mm -hmm. business kind of stuff and this stuff with her. Of course, she listens to the show, so she's going to hear all of it anyway. But (laughs) I I can't share counseling stuff with her, and I don't. And I hold that confidentiality extremely important. And so I'll come home and how was how'd it go? It's good. You know, and that's it. You know, I'm not going to share any more. But one time when we were in a fight early in our marriage, and, and I was in the counseling world, so it wasn't early in our marriage, but early in the counseling world for me, I turned in the professional counselor during the fight. And she immediately walked up to me and poked me in the chest. And You can leave that at the office. I'm not married to a therapist. I'm married to you. you know. And it's just that, all right, there's a whole lot more than one aspect of our role. We, it's an entirety. And the more we can be clear about ourselves, which is then steers right back into the thing we hold dear on this show of, you are responsible for you and presenting the best you you can be. That's what, yes. that's what makes up better sex. That's what makes up better marriages. That's what makes up better lives. Living full out who you are, celebrating your gender. So what if the roles, so what about the people who are really entrenched in a very, you know, he cooks, he cleans, he, he uh, does a laundry. She, if, if the roles are totally reversed... Like in my house. Yours are pretty reversed. <laughs> they are pretty reversed because I'm kind of the one taking care of the kids because my schedule's so much more flexible. So I take care of the kids, make sure most of the stuff is done, gets, get dinner started. We usually finish it together, but I try to have it going by the time she comes home. Uh-huh. Do you do the grocery shopping and plan the menus and I all do. that? I, planning the menus is kind of hit or miss because Pam loves cooking and I hate it. Oh, see. So okay. it's one of those. I do it just because it it's the best necessity for our lifestyle right now, mm-hmm. but I don't enjoy it. And so my menu choices are fairly limited on what I choose. <laughs> I can cook. I just don't do a lot. So, but the way you can do it is you kind of realize the role it's playing out. And we've had conversations about this, which has changed it. I think. Sure. Rather than I could see a guy that does it all and he starts to just, Oh, this is just, you know, he starts getting grumpy about it. Mm-hmm. She's not doing anything. Well, you haven't ever had a conversation about it. And sometimes that changes everything. Because Having cooking, a conversation changes everything? Well, it, can, it, it starts it. It doesn't make it happen overnight, right. but it starts, right. it starts the change. Because cooking can be a very big alpha move. You can do that as kind of a, this is a dominance kind of a, hey, this is me providing. Mm-hmm. There's some art to that. And I... Cooking, as a side note, has a lot of elements. If you're, you know, it's uh, if you like quality time together, it's something you do together. If you like uh, conversing, you talk while you're cooking. There's a lot that can work together in making that something fun mm-hmm. to do together. Yeah, and it's and so it comes down to each person playing to their strengths. There you go. And then recognizing, but I so what has helped me mm-hmm. is. Okay, I know I'm going to uphold a majority of the non of the core kind of things right now, and that's just mm. the stage of life, and that might be the entirety of our life while our kids are home. Okay, 
It's playing to our strengths. But I don't make the mistake of, okay, I'm doing all of that, so that's going to equate to better and more sex. I do what I do because that's part of living in my home and being part of my family. That's what I'm teaching my kids. We tell them, that, well, why do I have to take the trash out? Do I get money if I do that? No, you don't do that. That's a responsibility of living in our family. That's what it takes to live. Yeah, that's funny. We do that as well. So, then so beyond that, that, though, when it comes yeah. to our sexual lives, I still pursue her mm-hmm. because I'm the high desire. And that's, that's part of what I'm interested in. So I don't do these things to pursue her. I pursue her. So make it di- you understand well, it's always going to come back to that same concept in anything. We're talking about your career, your sport, your marriage, anything. You you carry out the process because you love the process, not because you're attached to a specific outcome. Right. So it's all it is all um, the whole concept of how you bring your best self to the whole game. Right. Yeah, I was talking to. Um, this was a couple of weeks ago. I was talking to a friend. I think that was the conversation. But, and he brought up the question of, you know, when you're always pursuing as the high desire spouse, and it's on, and it's on you to make a, ma- a majority of the initiations. It's just kind of the dynamic of the way it plays out. It doesn't that get tiring, you know, to always be pursuing, you know, and to always and I and I just kind of offhanded made a comment of I'm always looking to close. I'm always, <laughs> always be closing. Pers- yeah, I'm always trying to close the deal. And that doesn't mean I'm looking for sex every time we're together. I just have that mindset of she's my wife. She's a woman that I want, that I want to have sex with, that I want to be with. So I'm going to go after her. And what I may do today will play, will play into sex three days from now or two days from now or tonight. I don't know because it's one of those just kind of take it as it rolls off and, and it happens. But I've always had that mindset of that's part of who I am. That's I'm, li- I'm living my life more out loud with her. Hmm. For some of the couples listening, all you need is a conversation, though. If you say, yeah. hey, what if, what if one time a week you know that I'm going to initiate and one time a week you're going to initiate and one time a week we just let things play out? Probably mean the higher desire person initiates twice. But if you think, well, we're only having sex once a week or something, if you start saying, you know, why not? Let's let's be conscious about it. Yeah, that can work. And that's and that's the whole point is being conscious about what you want and who you are and and then going after it. And see what happens. I mean, that's that's kind of the way we end all our shows, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> with being exactly be, live your truth go be, after it yeah, be who you are and go after what you want and you have to have lots of conversations about how life happens and how a, how a family and a household happens but you can still have those conversations and still be who you are and grow we all grow through marriage absolutely because that's what marriage is designed to do Help us to be better people. It's a people-growing machine. (laughs) Awesome. Well, come find us. uh, Leave some reviews at uh, iTunes. And we want to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.